We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, Vince, ready for rapid fire? Always. I come prepared. I come ready for rapid fire. <laughs> All right, let's do it. <laughs> Fill in the blank on this first one. Seeing running backs Chris Tyree and Audric Estime on the field together several times during 11-on-11 at Friday's practice, sometimes with neither of them in the backfield, is blank. Music to my ears or to my eyes, however you want to say it, right? Because clearly one of Tommy's best attributes, in my opinion, is his creativity. And with what people will call lack of depth at the running back position or the wide receiver position or, or whatever you want to call it, or, or the creation of depth at the tight end position, <clears throat> he's going to have to be creative. And he's going to put people in position to make plays. Mm-hmm that are most beneficial to Notre Dame and he's going to be creative doing it. I mean, there was one time we saw two tight ends on one side, two wide receivers on the other side, you know, like you said, we saw two running backs in there and they weren't always in the backfield. And look, I couldn't even keep track of all the combinations. I was trying. (laughs) And and I know because we kept trying to write down, you know, who was in the game and all. I mean, Uh it was just personnel moving in and out and in and out. And that's great. You got fresh legs. I'm telling you, this offense is going to be so much fun to watch. That's what I see coming. And, you know, Marcus Freeman said they've got to be a run-first offense. I agree with that, but that run-first offense can be a lot of fun to watch. Mm-hmm. There can be a lot of good things to come from a run-first offense. And it's going to open up so much in the passing game. And we talked about the accuracy of Tyler Buckner already. I am excited to see the creativity from Tommy Reese. Once, I mean, and I know it's cliche, and we've talked about it a lot, the handcuffs are off, the leash is off, whatever you want to call it. We're going to see who Tommy Reese actually is with an entire offseason to play with the playbook and adapt to his personnel and all of these different things. We get to see it this year. This is a make or break season for Tommy Reese, in my opinion. Yeah. And I, yeah. I think he's going to he's going to roll with it. You said Tommy couldn't call a great game last year because we couldn't run the ball. And, I mean, he called a great first half in the Fiesta Bowl, but yeah. couldn't run the ball in the second half. And that's when tough. they needed to. Yeah, that's tough. I mean, yeah. it, just, it just it was a simple. It was a very simple 
uh, fix for the Oklahoma State defense. They pressed our receivers. And if they listen to IB ever, they know that pressing the receivers is pretty much going to take them out of the game, and it pretty much did. So that was a problem. That's not going to be an issue this year. It was an issue in the past. Yeah, and I mean, to the question that we were talking about with Tyree and Estime on the field at the same time, like, if you told me that you were going to see that combination, you would naturally think, well, Tyree's going to be in the slot and Estime is going to be in the backfield. Right. But they're both split out a few times, you know, and sometimes Estime is in the backfield. And just what we've seen so far, there was one time that Estime should have been bottled up, you know, like the, the defensive line did get good push and there was, you know, he was, he was all but swarmed in the backfield and all of a sudden it's like a jump cut to his right and another jab step back to his left. And then he's 15 yards downfield. You know, the guy has got such great moves and just all this different personnel is going to cause so many different mismatches. And then and whatever the combinations may be, like you said, two tight ends over here, a couple wide receivers over here. Oh, now right. we've got two running backs. There are just right. so many mismatches they can create with this yeah. personnel. I think it's going to be a ton of fun to watch. And again, like it's going to be, it's going to be harder for us to keep up with all the different personnel groupings. Cause I think we're going to see so many of them. Absolutely. And that, like I said, that's going to be the fun part. And we're going to, you and I are going to be like writing down formations and things, you know, it, it's going to take a lot to focus on what the heck we're seeing, but it's going to be so much fun. Cause I think we're going to see stuff we haven't seen before. And yep. that's the fun of it for me. Yep. I agree. I agree. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Trade Coffee sent us two new flavors after my wife filled out their quiz. Big City French Roast from Joe Coffee in New York City and Black Velvet from Atomic Coffee Roasters in Massachusetts. The Black Velvet was a dark roast with a note of burnt sugar, graham cracker, and malted milk balls. It was a very rich but smooth flavor that reminded her a bit of her favorite dessert, creme brulee. The Big City French Roast was also a dark roast, which is right up my wife's alley. And it was flavored with burnt sugar, baking chocolate, and roasted almonds. The smell in the kitchen while she was preparing a cup of coffee put a smile on my face, and she said the taste was even better and sweeter. And she didn't pick these flavors. They were chosen by Trade after she filled out a short quiz. you got to give this a try. And Trade Coffee connects customers to the freshest and best-tasting coffee they've ever made at home by partnering with the country's best craft roasters. These are independent businesses from big cities and small towns. 
trade customers are truly impactful for these independent roasters, often being the largest source of new growth for them. Trade's coffee team actually taste tests thousands of coffees to keep 450 different kinds live and ready to ship every day. There's no one perfect coffee, but there is a perfect coffee for you in Trade's human-powered algorithm will find it. Trade is so confident they'll match you right the first time that if they don't, they'll take your feedback and an actual coffee expert will work with you to send you a brand new bag for free. Right now, Trade is offering new subscribers a total of $30 off your first order plus free shipping and handling when you go to drinktrade.com forward slash Irish. That's more than 40 cups of coffee for free. Get started by taking their quiz at drinktrade.com forward slash Irish and let Trade find you a coffee you'll love. That's drinktrade.com forward slash Irish for $30 off. So CBS Sports did its preseason bowl projections recently. They have Notre Dame playing Clemson in the Orange Bowl. Would you sign up for that right now if you could? I would not. And I just want to clarify that the Orange Bowl is not one of the semifinal games, correct? Correct. Correct. That is just, it would be a standard New Year's Six game, basically. So I know this is going to sound cocky, and I get it. I totally get it. But if they're in that game, that means they're 10 and two, right? right. Maybe even nine and three, depending on what the rest of the world of college football looks like. Okay. So to me, that's a consolation prize. And I, my sights are set higher than that. So I'm not just going to blindly take that. I, and, and I, and again, if that's what ends might- up happening, <laughs> if that's what ends up happening, they got to go win that game, which they haven't done, obviously. Yes. And that, that's a hurdle that they have not climbed yet, okay? But I I wouldn't just blindly take that. I, I think this team can be better than that. I think this team can be an 11-win team. And if that's the case, they're in the Final Four. And so I don't I wouldn't take that right now. Maybe halfway through the season I might have a different, you know, uh, answer for you. But right yeah. now I would not take it. I wouldn't. No, I agree because – you know, again, I, I think the you know the way the, the reason I asked it this way is because there's do seem to be so many fans who are convinced, oh, it's going to be nine and three. You know, sure. they're, they're they're looking at that right off the bat. I don't see it that way either. We we know what the what what the tough games are going to be, and of course, like if it was the Orange Bowl against Clemson, that also means it's a rematch. Yeah, Clemson. Thank you, you for know? bringing that so, up because I wouldn't want that either, and I don't know that right the people picking the bowls would want that that matchup either. So especially I, since they play in November, so it right. wouldn't even be that that right. far away. Right. That would not excite me in any way. No, I I completely agree with that. And you know, again, I I have we were just talking about this a couple of weeks ago. Is Notre Dame a legitimate national title contender? They are at least through the end of the night on September 3rd and depending on what happens in that game, you know, like I said, I'm not writing it off and saying, well, it's going to be a moral victory if they were to play a close game but still lose. But, the, you know, the, the fact of the matter is if they were to even play a close game and lose, especially since they right. are more than a two-touchdown underdog and you're on the road and all these different scenarios, you would come out of that game still in the thick of the net. They're, they're, you know, they're, they're fifth going into that game. They're not going to fall that far if you lose a close game at Ohio State. 
as long as Ohio State does its thing the rest of the season and Notre Dame takes care of its business, right. they're going to be in title contention. Now, obviously, it makes the margin for error slimmer, but I, you know, I, I think that I think that they've got a much better chance. You know, again, expecting that that everyone who's you know needs to be healthy is healthy and all that stuff. They got a much better chance in twelve days than a lot of people are giving them uh, credit for right now. Right. And and as you said, even if they lose this game, if it's a competitive game, they're still in the national title hunt because to be in the national title hunt, you got to be top four. And if they lose to Ohio State, they run the table all the way to Clemson and then they happen to beat Clemson. They're in the national title hunt because you're going to be top four after that. And I don't see how they wouldn't, to be honest with you. So, look, they're in the national title hunt until they're not. And when you're a top five team in the preseason, you're in the national title hunt. So I, I think that they've got a great opportunity. And somebody on the message board was talking about, you know, if you went position by position, if we think the coaches will be better than the previous coach, like that kind of a thing. And somebody brought up the fact that Marcus Freeman, we don't know really anything about him from an in-game adjustment standpoint outside of the Fiesta Bowl. And I, I think we can kind of explain that away to a degree, right? But right. At, the, at the same time, I think he will have this team fired up for big games more so than the previous head coach. Now, there's a lot of other things that Marcus Freeman will need to do to be better than Brian Kelly. A lot of other things. But if we're just talking about getting up for a big game, I'm giving Marcus Freeman the advantage, hands down. This is a big game. So Notre Dame's going to be ready for this game. They're going to be ready for the Clemson game. They're going to be yeah. ready for the USC game, you know, on the road at North Carolina, all of those different things. They're going to be ready to play. So that gives me hope as well that they're still going to be contending. Yeah, I agree. It, you know, he has said from from day one since camp started, it's got to be hard, and he's made it hard. Yeah, but he's also there's also a good, you know, upbeat kind of attitude at practice. You hear a lot of guys Absolutely. talking about, you know, just just sort of the. They haven't gone out of their way to say, well, you know, it used to be this, now it's this. But you can just see, this is a very young coaching staff, and it's a very energetic coaching staff, but it's also one who knows what they're doing. And I, I just really like watching a lot of these guys coach and the way they go about things, because there's a lot of skill being taught out there, you know, in, in addition. To, and, and the right things are being emphasized still. Like, you know, you're worried about, you know, because like ball security was was such a big thing under Brian Kelly as it should be under sure, any sure. coach but it is yeah. also a big emphasis of Marcus Freeman and his staff you see you're seeing both sides of the ball you know like the defensive guys are being emphasized go get the ball the offensive guys are being emphasized protect the football and and the, you know just just right on down the line so it's 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 a great staff it's it, yeah. it really is all right Blake Groupie hit a 42 yard field goal at last Friday Friday's yeah. practice and it was one of these things where they stopped everything down and they're like okay Blake 42 yard field goal and then he actually got iced by Marcus Freeman he like did. he was in the process of the kick which he made noise on and you know yeah, they had the crowd noise on and the whole thing so uh so he made it and then they made him kick it again right afterwards and he still made it team conditioning was on the line with that <laughs> field goal if he hadn't made it they were going to do some conditioning he made it. So scale of one to ten, what's your confidence in Groupie right now? 
Well, you know, and I listened to Coach Mason <clears throat> talk about the kicking and, and the competition and all of that, right? And he said that his range is up to 53 yards. And I, I would say 50 and under, I'm pretty confident, to be honest with you. And, you know, if Notre Dame needs to hit a 55-yarder to win the game, that's 50-50 to begin with, no matter who your kicker is. I, I don't, I, that That's a really hard kick to make, okay? A 43-yarder. You should be able to hit that nine out of ten times, if not yes. higher than that percentage wise, right? Yes. And I there there's a there's a kicker on on the local high school team I know can kick that. He happens to live <laughs> upstairs. And so you've got to be able to kick that. You Does have he to. pay rent though? Uh no, he doesn't. <laughs> but but my, my point is if he's 50 and under, which means the ball is placed, right? Or yeah, 50 and under. So the ball is placed anywhere in the the 30 to the 40, right? Good to go. Okay. I I have a lot of faith. Yeah. And those are going to be the one, those are going to be the kicks that he's going to have most of the time. That's the vast majority of the kicks. We're talking end of half, end of game prayers. There's a lot of kickers that aren't going to hit that. So, you know what? That's okay. And I, and, and Brian Mason was taking it personal that Blake Groofy's five foot eight too. (laughs) Oh, he's five foot eight. He can't do it. Right. He can't do it because he's small, you know? So he was taking offense to that, which I, I did enjoy that uh, to a degree. But I, I do have faith in the, the ball comes off his foot. It, may, it makes that sound that you want to hear a kicker make when he kicks the ball. I mean, it yeah. booms off of his foot. And the thing, he's definitely, you know, we it's, it's interesting. We've seen less place kicking this fall with all these opportunities than I thought we were probably going to get to see. Maybe they've been hiding it. A little bit, I don't know, but you talked about Mason and the thing that he talked about when he was asked about Groupie being more consistent is the entire operation. He said it's not just yeah. Groupie, it's all summer. John Sott came in, the punter from Harvard, and Sott is going to be the holder. And all summer, Vincent snapped to Sott placement, Groupie kicks. That whole process they've been working on, and and Mason talked about how that consistency and what they're getting in that in that process, that exchange, that you know, that whole operation there, that has led to Groupie being much more consistent. Now you're right. I mean, he's still not going to have a huge leg like we might see uh, McPherson, the freshman punter, who's going to actually handle kickoffs right, right. this season. Uh, we you know maybe you see him like if it's the end of, end of half situation or if it's end of game and you just you know it's it's longer just maybe you see it, him see come in, yeah, attempt thing. a field goal because he's yeah. got the bigger leg yeah but you're right you know just consistently anyway I think we've we've definitely seen in the in the chances that we've had we've seen a more consistent yeah Blake Groupie we also actually saw um a Brian out there Brian yeah Bryant Bryant thank you. Yes, Josh Bryant, I believe is his yes. Name. Yeah, he was he was four for four. He moved back in five okay. yard increments to I think around uh, around that same range is probably where well, it, he would have ended up. So. It's funny because last year when it was Josh Bryant, it was oh, it was the kicker last year, um, Jonathan Door. Jonathan Door. He always had the boomer of a leg, right? And Bryant was always just consistent. He was kind of the consistent short guy, you know, no problem. He was. And he was more accurate, in my opinion, than Dor was. But Dor had the bigger leg, so and he was the returner, so he was always going to get, you know, those opportunities. And so, but 
So Brian is not a bad backup to have around, and maybe he ends up taking the job next year after Groupie leaves. He's kind of a one-and-done, obviously, as a grad transfer. And so Blake Groupie's going to be fine, right? I hope there's no games that come down to kicks because I just hate that anyway. Uh, I mean, it's possible for sure, but you better get it to be 45 and under. It's 45 and under. I feel really good about him hitting it. I do. Yep, I agree. Fill in the blank. Urban Meyer returning to Fox's big noon kickoff show is blank. I think it's a good move. I look, <laughs> I have to, I have to try to separate urban Meyer as a coach and analyst or whatever, the football side and the personal side, right? Yeah. He's a train wreck in one. He's very successful in the other. Okay. And I guess we can take out his stint at the Jacksonville Jaguars. Cause one bled into the other one. Um, but as a college football analyst, I actually thought that that was a good pairing with the guys that they had on the on the Fox Noon kickoff. I, I had no problem with it. I enjoyed listening to him talk. So I think it's okay. I I I guess I'm selfish. I can look past all the off the field BS because all he's telling me is about what games to watch and what he sees when he's breaking down the film. You don't have to be a good person to tell me that, I guess. And so I think he gets along with those guys just fine. True enough. And True I enough. I enjoy it. So I think it's a good move. I do. I You know, and it's probably been long enough now that, that, you know, since he's been fired that most people have probably even forgotten why he was fired because that's what, you know, the way things work. But, you know, Urban Meyer's back. I did find it interesting that Fox chose, you know, rather than the big trumpets – Here's our big noon kickoff yeah. show, and here's Urban. Right. Here's the triumphant return of Urban Meyer. Right. They did it on a Friday. They, they you know, they did the good old Friday, news Friday dump. afternoon news dump. Yeah. yeah. So that you know, <laughs> hoping that as few people would talk about it as possible. And I did see you know a little bit on social media and stuff like that, but you definitely didn't see as much about it like as if you did it on a Monday or Tuesday. That's for sure. Well, because so, he's, look, the, the, where are they going to be the first weekend? They're going to be at the Notre Dame Ohio State game. Right. He's still revered on the Ohio State campus. And so it's going to be nothing but, you know, hugs and kisses when he's on the set. So, you know. Isn't that where he was, you know, when he went to the bar and the girl was doing her thing? And yes, wasn't, he was. Weren't they in Columbus? They clearly love him there. So. Incident? Yeah. <laughs> Bring him back, baby. Bring him back. Why not? Absolutely. I mean, if you like your coaches kicking kickers and and doing whatever with their whoever's. Yeah. Lock up your daughters that weekend, everybody. I mean, he knows football, but he's he does. He's something. He he's something. he definitely is something. I, I don't have any respect for him as a man, but I I will it. say, I will say this. Do you remember way back when when he was still at Utah and everyone was speculating about whether he was going to come to Notre Dame? Oh, yes. He did a one-on-one interview with me on my old radio show, and he had really? no reason. He had no reason, you know, he he's like he's the Utah head coach. He did do the interview with me and then of course he ends up going to florida then the funny thing was about a year later notre dame baseball was playing in an ncaa regional down there at florida and the whole meyer family was sitting in the uh the press box in their own personal booth sitting right next to me so i had the the meyer experience lucky you more than once yeah that's right right. (laughs) he's coming back though baby he's coming back fill in the blank on this one it's blank that Nebraska head coach Scott Frost says his offensive linemen have puked 15 to 20 times every practice in training camp. 
there's so many different words disturbing <laughs> um too much information look first day at fall camp you're making guys puke okay that's cool but if they're doing 15 to 20 times okay number one their nutrition intake is terrible okay and number yeah. two they're completely what out are of they shape. eating and when are they eating it right. yeah they're completely out of shape uh, what are you doing to these kids that they're puking 15 to 20 times a day at during a two-hour window of practice okay you're doing something wrong frankly and if he says that publicly if i'm the athletic director i'm like hey coach uh we need to have a chat here um what is going on at your practice because this isn't good and that's like the first thing you know because he says this like he's bragging about it like our practices are so tough our linemen are out here puking 15 to 20 times one it's got to be a complete exaggeration you can't tell me 15 to 20 times I mean that is that is a bit much but the first thing I thought of when I saw this is like what's your summer conditioning program like because this game because it's yeah like it's one thing to be puking early in summer conditioning but by the time actual practice rolls around you should be in a little bit better shape by then right (laughs) You know, again, like what you you know, your whole nutritional plan and and the whole thing. So, I I think he thought he was bragging about something. I I think it calls into question a whole uh, are <laughs> whole they, other line of questions. Yes. Basically, are they working out like a cross country team? Are they not focused right. on football at all? Like I right. just I just don't understand it at all. I agree with you that he was probably exaggerating, but to what end? Like nobody's sitting there like oh. Yeah. Good job, coach. Bravo. They're puking. Because this is like, this is, you know, like when I was in high school in the 80s, we never had summer conditioning and all that stuff like everybody is doing right now. We had like some weights and stuff like that. But we showed up on the first day of two a days. And that was the first time, you know, you did any running with your team. And there was, you know, I may or may not have lost a couple myself. Right. out there but that's you know that's what everybody expected because it's the first day of two days right. you know you're sucking down too much water so you know you're giving it right back up again and, <laughs> and all that stuff and but it's like this is division one big time football in lincoln nebraska you know maybe there's too much corn in the in the whatever <laughs> they're eating out there it just seems a little excessive to me Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. Okay, last one for tonight, Vincenzo. There's this interesting theory going around about Tom Brady's absence from training camp. He's been gone for a while now. And this theory goes that he's missing it because he is taping episodes of The Masked Singer. Have you ever seen The Masked Singer? Bits and pieces. It's been a while. It's been a while. So... The theory goes, well, the taping dates line up with his absence. Apparently, they've been taping. Somebody's got uh, he may have he may have committed to do this and actually signed a contract 
when he originally retired and then he unretired. So now he can't get out of it. And on top of that, the Masked Singer is a Fox show, which is also where Brady is going to go to work in broadcasting when he finally does retire. So on a scale of one to 10, how shocked would you be if this is actually true? That Tom Brady has been missing training camp because he's taping episodes of The Masked Singer for Fox. About a three, maybe three and a half. You'd uh, be shocked at a th- only at a three and a half? Yeah, I would not be shocked that high because I would have been if I didn't see, if I, you didn't ask me this question. No. Um, you know what I mean? <laughs> but now that I know that it's a possibility, it's not going to shock me. Um, I, I mean, the dots have all been connected. It, it makes... I can see where the conspiracy theory is lining up. Uh, I heard that he was on vacation with his family, but I guess we haven't seen pictures of that, right? And that isn't that the big deal? It's like nobody knows well, where he's at and all these different things. And that, the initial not- talk was, you know, Gis- Giselle is mad and because he's right. spending too much time away and they were actually, are they going to get divorced right. and all this stuff? And obviously, hopefully it doesn't come to that. But yeah, I mean, that was like the initial stuff was all about his family like she was mad because you know she wanted him to retire to begin with because she wanted him to be around the family more right right and i and i get that believe me i get it um <laughs> but I, I it wouldn't surprise me because that sounds like something that he would do right so and once you're in a contract here's what i'll say he is very laser focused on his preparation okay I feel like if he would have signed a contract when he retired, there was there would have been a way to get out of it so that he could be at training camp. So I will say that. If my wife's telling me I have to go on vacation to be with the family, I'm going on vacation to be with the family, and there's nothing that's going to stop that. So that's where my surprise would come in, is that that's what he decided to do as opposed to hanging with his family. That's where I would be surprised. But, uh, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me all that much. People do crazy things all the time. Yeah, I, I, I just feel like stepping away from training camp for the mass singer for a guy like Tom Brady. Right. That just I, I think that he would just tell them, look, I've signed this contract. I'm going to work for you, you know, whenever I retire. So, you know, we'll, we'll just put this mass singer thing aside. <laughs> that seems like a little bit too much for me. You know, and again, yeah, like you've got people, you know, is there stuff with his dad? I've heard there's stuff with his mom. There's just all these different things floating around out there i guess we'll find out yeah maybe soon enough but the mass singer thing just seems like too much for me yeah no i get that it doesn't seem like tom brady would walk away from training camp to do a a frivolous show like that if this was gronk 100 percent. now we're yes yes (laughs) right right that's right all right well that's gonna wrap it up for tonight again don't forget like subscribe rate review all that good stuff and again vince we're settled. We're doing a mailbag show Love tomorrow. It. Love it. That's right. And we had a very lively YouTube chat room tonight, so yeah, we, we appreciate did. it. Good crowd. Uh, there was there's a lot of stuff flying around out there. So save the energy. Come back strong. We need your energy tomorrow. We'll do a little mailbag show tomorrow. Yeah, we'll do rapid fire at the end, but we'll do a little mailbag at the beginning. So mailbag time tomorrow. Looking forward to it. Can't wait and again because like Vince doesn't get to do Friday mailbags anymore. So he is totally oh, jumping on it. Love it. Love it. All right. All right. Good stuff. 
Thanks for joining us here in this show today. We will be back tomorrow. And uh, the next time you talk to we talk to you, we'll be 11 days away from Notre Dame and Ohio State. Can't wait. It's going to be here before you know it. All right. We'll talk to you then. IB Nation Sports Talk. Thank you.